Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes, we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other, didn't make it into the previous show. In the last episode, Children of the Pastures, we traced the remarkable story of three young shepherds from the parish of Fatima in southern Portugal, who in 1917 claimed they were visited six times by the Virgin Mary. The children, Lucia dos Santos and her cousins Jacinta and Francisco Marto, claimed that during one of the Virgin Mary's appearances, she told them a secret about the future of human civilization, the knowledge of which, they insisted, was too dangerous for the public to know. With the death of Francisco in 1919, followed by the death of Jacinta in 1920, Lucia was left as the only living member of the enigmatic trio who possessed the apparent secret. In 1941, 24 years after the fact, Lucia revealed they hadn't received one secret, but three. The first was a vision of hell, which she described as being like a sea of fire under the earth, inside which demons and souls in human form floated about without weight or equilibrium, as their bodies blazed like transparent burning embers. This appeared to carry some weight, owing to the eyewitness accounts of Lucia seemingly being horrified by something back in 1917 during one of her alleged conversations with the Virgin Mary. The second apparent secret reflected a fear that the rise of communism in Russia, which as an inherently anti-theocratic movement was an existential threat to the church, would lead to an even greater war breaking out than the war that was taking place at the time. For some, this proved that there was something inherently evil or destructive about communism, since that even greater war did come to pass. Many others have noted, however, that although Lucia claimed this was told to her in 1917, this wasn't actually revealed until 1941, two years after the Second World War broke out in Europe, thus undermining its legitimacy somewhat as a genuine prophecy. All of which leads us to the third secret. This one, however, Lucia would absolutely not reveal, believing it was simply too distressing for the public to hear. As a compromise with the church, she eventually agreed to write it down, but only for her superiors. As the story goes, the first who read it, Bishop José de Silva of Liéria, was so unsettled by it that he waited 13 years before sharing it with the Vatican. It is also said that when the secret was read by Pope Pius XII, the serving Pope at the time, his mouth fell open in shock. And so in 1960, the Vatican vowed never to release it. Numerous conspiracy theories emerged in the wake of this decision, with many speculating that the secret was in fact nothing less than a prophecy detailing the imminent collapse of our world, which naturally made people a little uncomfortable, and in some cases quite desperate to know exactly what it said. On May 2nd, 1981, an Aer Lingus Boeing 737 
was en route from Dublin to London when, five minutes from landing, the passenger seatbelt signs flashed on. As cabin crew member Deirdre Dunphy asked everyone to take their seats, she noticed a man in his late 50s and dressed in a business suit making a quick dash for the toilet. Assuming he was just one of the many professionals on a short business trip to London, Deirdre let it pass. So it was with some shock when she turned around moments later to find him standing in the aisle with his clothes completely soaked through and holding a vial of liquid in each hand. Before anyone knew what was happening, the man made a beeline for the cockpit and told the pilots that he was covered in petrol and if they didn't take the plane immediately to Tehran, he would set himself on fire and release the cyanide he was holding in his hands. The man, who spoke with an Australian accent, claimed he had a new constitution for Iran that he wanted to deliver in person. As panic set in among the passengers, the pilots agreed to the demand, but only if they could first land in France to refuel the plane. After landing in Normandy, the plane was met by French authorities and prevented from taking off again, forcing the man to rethink his plan. At which point, he finally came clean about why he'd really hijacked the plane. After demanding to be put in touch with the editor of Irish newspaper, The Irish Independent, the man proceeded to give them a 3,500-word manifesto demanding the release of the third secret of Fatima. Seconds later, however, he was tackled to the ground by French paratroopers, who'd managed to sneak on board while he was distracted. Lawrence Downey was originally from Perth in Australia, but had fled the country as well as his wife and five children after being allegedly involved in some fraudulent dealings and eventually settled in Ireland. Downey had been a Trappist monk in the 1950s, but had been expelled for assaulting the head of the order, after which he spent some time working as a tour guide in Fatima. It was there that he became obsessed with the children's story and finding out the truth about the mysterious third secret, believing that once he knew what it was, it would bring fulfilment to him and many other people's lives. Downey, who it turned out had only poured water on himself and whose vials of cyanide were also just vials of water, was arrested and sentenced to five years in prison. No hostages were harmed during the incident and the Vatican declined his demand to release the secret. Eleven days after the Aer Lingus hijacking, Pope John Paul II was in St. Peter's Square in Rome greeting the hundreds of people who'd gathered there for his regular Wednesday general audience. At 5.19pm, as he sat, dressed in all his white splendour, waving at the crowd from inside his Pope-mobile, gunshots rang out through the square and the Pope collapsed in the back of the jeep. He'd been shot four times, with two bullets being lodged in his lower intestine, one striking his left index finger and another hitting him in the right arm. Miraculously, despite losing three quarters of his blood, the Pope survived the attempt on his life. The lead perpetrator, Mehmet Ali Aksa, 
who fired the shots, was arrested soon after, along with three accomplices. To this day, it isn't known exactly what motivated the group to carry out the act. However, one of the reasons that Mehmet Ali Aksa gave at his trial in 1985 was that it was connected to the third secret of the Madonna of Fatima. Even before this, it hadn't escaped the Pope's attention that the attack took place on May 13th, 64 years to the day that the Virgin Mary was apparently first sighted by the three children. The Pope was convinced that his earthly life had been saved by the Virgin Mary. And so, having paid little public interest in the story of the prophecies, they suddenly appeared to attain a more significant status in the eyes of the church. The following year, he visited the site of the apparent apparitions to lay the cornerstone of what would become the Grand Sanctuary of Fatima, dedicated to the alleged visions of the children, which now stands there. The Pope remarked then that the coincidence of his assassination attempt and the Virgin Mary's appearances occurring on the same date was so great that it seemed a special invitation for him to visit the sacred location. In spite of all that, the church continued to refuse the release of the secret. As the years went by, speculation about the mythical third secret of Fatima became increasingly alarmist. And so, seemingly in an effort to calm things down, in 2000, the church finally agreed to reveal it publishing it on June 26th of that year. The secret was largely based around a vision of the Holy Father, who, after moving through a ruined city, is gunned down by soldiers firing bullets and arrows, alongside a bishop dressed in white, as well as other bishops, priests and women and men of faith. For some, the Vatican included, the secret had clearly prophesied the 1981 assassination attempt on the Pope, who was depicted in it as the bishop dressed in white. Some sought to read more into its violent imagery and its talk of ruined cities. However, few could quite understand what about it was so distressing for people that it had to be kept hidden for almost 50 years, leaving many, including Lawrence Downey, who'd hijacked an entire plane just to hear it, feeling a little underwhelmed. Unless, of course, what had been revealed to the public wasn't actually the whole secret, or in fact, the real secret at all. In 2006, Italian journalist Antonio Socci published a book entitled The Fourth Secret of Fatima, in which he made the stunning and controversial claim that the secret published by the Vatican was only part of it. Sochi's suspicions had been raised when the apparent original secret was shown to have been written on four sheets of paper, when in fact, previous talk of it from the church and Lucia dos Santos suggested it had only been written on one sheet of paper. He also pointed out that back in 1984, when one cardinal who'd read it was asked to comment on it, he said only that it involved the importance of the no visimi, 
also known as the four last things, of death, judgment, heaven and hell, something that didn't seem to be explicitly evident in the released version. It is also claimed that Lucia dos Santos herself once said, on being asked to give some indication of what it was about, that it was all there, written in the Gospels and the Apocalypse, that includes the Book of Revelation and the depiction of the end of times. If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help support us, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplainedpod to sign up. Unexplained the book and audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast.com.